Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Portland Public Affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. Joining us this time on Metroscope is Audrey Daniel from Soul Equine. She's a holistic life coach and equine guided learning facilitator. And she loves Harry Potter, tea time, art, music, and animals of all kinds. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So favorite Harry Potter character. Got to get that one out of the way first. That's impossible. I don't have a favorite (laughs) character. Maybe um, Buckbeak, the hippogriff. Wow. I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's really true. That would have been a great one (laughs) because it wasn't a a human like we were all expecting. Yeah, I didn't. That's why I didn't want to choose a human because I think it's too hard. What's the uh, what's the name of so yeah it's Buckbeak yeah that's the uh, the yeah, flying that's the hippogriff the hippo uh, hippogriff that's right because it's kind of like a horse yeah and it's Hagrid's uh, Hagrid's pet for a while yeah right? that's what it is mm-hmm. what a great answer by you as someone who works <laughs> with animals um, I think I would probably lean Ron if you were ask if you're Ron. asking me you seem Ron, like a Ron, Ron Ron's got a big heart. <laughs> He's got a big heart. Um, So we are looking forward to chatting with you today. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. It's been observed in the United States since 1949, reaching millions of people in the U.S. through media, local events, and screenings. And um, your organization, Soul Equine, kind of connects with that. Um, And let's just start there and and talk to us about kind of what you do and how that may relate to Mental Mental Health Health Awareness Month. Month. Yeah. Okay, so Soul Equine is the name of my coaching practice. I'm a holistic life coach specializing in nature and equine-guided learning. So I like to sort of explain that as I take people through experiences in nature and with horses to sort of guide them back to their intuition, sort of like the lost art of intuition amongst humans. Um, And that definitely relates to mental health awareness because – Well, first of all, lots of mental health professionals are working with people like me. Mm -hmm. They've found um, amazing results using horses, honestly, in an environment where maybe somebody has like PTSD or anxiety or depression. I mean, honestly, the list goes on. Um, I'm not personally a mental health professional, so I'm like not allowed to call myself a therapist and therapy is not what I do. That being said... What I do is try to bring people to the present moment, back to their intuition, and because of that, that sort of battles depression and anxiety and all of these things. Like, I don't even know if you've ever heard this, but like a lot of people describe it as depression is living in the past, anxiety is living in the future. So horses make us live in the present. Hmm. Like that's sort of where happiness resides is like right now. Mm-hmm. Very awesome. I was looking on your website, and for anyone who wants to check it out, soulequine.org, um, Audrey joining us, and you have a quote in there, horses don't give us wisdom, they help us to connect with the wisdom we already possess. And mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm just kind of interested how this whole <laughs> approach got into your brain. Is that totally. a good, okay way to say that? Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how, how did the, you come about, uh, to kind of getting to this level of, of, in your thought process and now your profession? Yeah, I, so my sort of personal journey was like, I loved horses. <laughs> it's sort of how it started. Um, I didn't grow up with horses and I didn't ever imagine that I would be working with them in the future. Um, but I sort of stumbled upon, I think, like an article in a magazine like back in the day that was like equine therapy. And I was like, what is that? You know, Mm -hmm. and the more I read about it and realized that it was helping people, it wasn't like therapy for horses. It was therapy for people like with horses. Something about that was just like, yes, Mm -hmm. like that makes a lot of sense to me. And I don't know why. Um, So I ended up going to school and getting certified in equine guided learning, which is sort of what led me to finally buying my, my very first horse. Um, but that being said, like having my first horse and having to learn about horses for the first time and like living with horses and caring for them and developing like relationship and communication with them. Um, I sort of went through my own personal transformation and realized like my life was getting better. Mm -hmm. And, um, I also kind of started to notice how much or how little awareness of the present moment or like how little we are in tune with our sort of like animal instinct. Mm -hmm. Um, and so because of that, I was like, Mm -hmm. whoa, I really need to, uh, sort of fine tune these things if I want to communicate with my horses. Mm -hmm. And so... I went through this like huge transformation of just finding so much more peace and happiness in my life. And I was like, okay, yes, like this is something I want to bring to the world. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Well said. Isn't that amazing with animals? Cause you see it with dogs, people who own dogs all yeah, the time, exactly. that animal therapy. I wonder why that is, or from your personal experience, why humans feed off of the animal uh, you know, animals, whether it's pets or in, in your case, horses. Yeah. Um, I wonder why that is. Well, okay. I actually have like a two-part answer, I think. So animals in general um, don't live inside their thinking. They don't really have like that. Um, we live inside like language. Our sort of mm-hmm. neocortex is what rules us, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like thinking logic. Every other animal species on Earth is living in their, like, emotional brain. So that's, like, what instinct sort of means. It's, like, they are responding to the environment. They're not thinking about it. Right. Um, So with horses specifically, they've sort of evolved over all these years to become this really sensitive prey species, which means, like, when you're a prey animal you need to be very sensitive to stay alive, essentially, Mm -hmm. right? So they sort of act as um, reflectors of their environment in a way because they're so heightened. Their awareness of emotions and energy and environment are so heightened to keep them alive that they sort of reflect that back at us. So like an example I like to give is if a horse heard were at a watering hole in the wild and a tiger approached and he was really just there to drink from the watering hole, um, the horses could literally pick up on that energy and they wouldn't run away. Wow. But if the tiger's there like with the intention of hunting 
and just acting like he's there to drink from the watering hole, horses are in tune enough to sense that difference and take off. So that's like a very, very sensitive awareness that it's hard for us humans to even like relate to at this right, point. Right. Um, so when you get people with horses, you know, talking about like mental health and therapy and all of these things, I like to say like a horse is a mirror that can't lie to you. So there's something really powerful about having a non-judgmental creature that's always honest. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, like, specifically horses rather than other animals are so large that we're kind of forced <laughs> to be aware and present in the moment because of our safety. Mm -hmm. I mean, like a thousand pound yeah. or like fifteen hundred <laughs> pound animal could easily accidentally hurt you or kill you, right? So yeah. when you get people near horses, all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, like you know, what am I doing? Where am I standing? Where am I? Like, where's the horse?" And so all of those things sort of equate to like being present. And then you get on top of a horse, and then you're really, really kind of locked really, into uh, what's going on around yeah, absolutely. you. You're really trusting that um, relationship. <laughs> yeah. I, I rode wild horses in Mexico before. Well, not completely wild, but... Yeah, I was going to say, um, unlikely. Wait. Uh, yeah, let's, let, me, <laughs> let me back that up. We actually bumped into a couple wild horses, which cool. is probably why that thought process came into my mind. We rode horses in Mexico with a guide yeah. kind of up through some mountainous areas. It was really, really awesome. Um, and then we bumped into a couple wild horses cool. who actually like tried to, I don't know if they completely tried to uh, attack us, but they Maybe were getting a little bit aggressive. Little. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it was an amazing experience. Yeah. And it was, it was, I, that's a really good point about how, when you have a 1500 pound animal right in front of you, your senses heighten. Yes. And which sounds obvious, but you don't really think, think about it, but it's totally true. And then when you get on top of a horse, yeah. um, your mindset completely changes. You're giving your, you're giving sort of that physical control totally over to yeah. them. Yeah. And I think like, of course, having other animals around you, like I have other pets and there's definitely therapeutic benefits from that. Mm -hmm. Um, own relationship but that being said like we're not mm, I think we seek comfort from dogs mm. whereas that's not necessarily what you're doing with a horse mm. does that make sense yeah, 100% okay so this is Audrey Daniels soul equine.org you can check out her website uh, we will talk to her a bit as well about a workshop that she has coming up May 25th through the 26th uh, and all the details are, are on her website if you want to check it out, soulequine.org. She's also on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, before we get into just kind of the nitty-gritty details of the workshop, I'm curious kind of as someone who seems pretty well connected with the present, if that's a good way to say okay. it, through, you. through your work, how do you feel about where we are as a society right Ooh. now with <laughs> with smartphones? And I, we were talking before the yeah. air. I think it's kind of an important conversation to have because a lot of people my age, I'm 26, a lot of people my age uh, or, or even younger actually really yeah. are on iPads and smartphones all the time. I mean, it's our whole life. It, it is. And, you know, you go over to Asia and it's everywhere over there. And I mean, just all over the, all over the world. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about kind of kind of where we are as a society? Is that a he is that I, too heavy of a question? It's not heavy. It's just it's a loaded question. I mean, yeah. okay, yeah, like sure. On one hand, like I have an iPhone and I'm like checking my email all day. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think the benefit for me living out on a farm is that and having animals to take care of and having like reasons to be outside is that um, I have a little bit more of a constant reminder to like set the phone down or mm-hmm. even like a need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that's not the case anymore for like 90% of the population. Um, and I do think that is genuinely affecting our mental and emotional health. Uh, I, I think like being pulled into a device that is actually encouraging you to stay in your head and to stay thinking and thinking about the future and thinking about like what's coming up next is ultimately training you to not be present. Mm -hmm. And so obviously my whole thing here is like, how do we get back to what we, how we evolved as animals? I mean, we are animals. Like we evolved to be just as in tune as horses are. Mm -hmm. So We've lost touch with that, and I don't think it's impossible to come back to it. Mm-hmm. However, I think we're going to have more challenges um, because of how we've sort of as a society developed like dependence on all of these devices and screens and things taking us away from that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, all, I mean, that's exactly why I'm doing these workshops. I'm like, please just come like see what it feels like to just connect for a minute you know like feel present like mm-hmm. notice your surroundings like how often do we walk around and we like don't even look up yeah and it's like do you know what's happening around you <laughs> like yeah. have you nope. noticed your environment recently uh, right yeah so it is it's a it's a slow you know you have to practice it mm-hmm and living in nature can definitely do that, um, or or just being out in nature, um, like you were saying. So two-day workshop, May 25th and the 26th. Um, and yeah, talk to us a bit kind of about what someone uh, could expect if they were to attend your workshop. Okay, so I developed this workshop series based around the seasons because living with animals made me realize that seasons are actually really important, and I feel like it's something we don't... You know, we think about seasons like, I can't wait for summer so I can go to the beach. But that being said, like, seasons are sort of the Earth's way of showing you, like, how to change cycles and rhythms in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, for instance, like, a horse doesn't watch a clock. They don't care about time <laughs> in that way. But they are paying attention to the season, and they know, like, when it's time to get more sleep, when it's time to eat more or less, what are the seasons that we get more activity, what seasons do we, like, calm down and kind of become a little bit more, like, internal. Mm -hmm. So that's a part of it. It's like we've lost touch with paying attention to those things, so I thought it would be cool to do this workshop series that was like, hey, let's come get out in nature, and let's also talk about, like, what season is it right now? What, how is that informing us about how we should be living? Mm. Um, so this season is sort of a combined, we're doing like spring and summer, which is why it's a two day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing is that I'm bringing in like a combination of holistic wellness professionals. So we're going to be coming at it from like several different angles. Mm. Like I have my angle which is sort of like nature-guided learning, but I have um, other collaborators who are bringing in different elements of holistic living, and we're all sort of coming back to this foundation of, like, the season. Mm -hmm. So do you want me to go into, like, what, who the collaborators are, what they do? 
Okay. So um, Valerie Noel of The Eternal Child is sort of who I've been hosting these workshops with. She's sort of like our art director slash curator of the event. Hmm. Um, And then we bring in teachers. So we have Kit McDaniel, and she's a movement strategist. So she's focusing on like how to keep your body healthy Hmm. during the season. And then Brittany Kessler is an acupuncturist. And she's going to focus sort of on, like, how to stay healthy through the lens of what Chinese medicine says to do during the season. Um, Brianna Sass of Elixir Field Wellness is a sound healer. So she's going to be doing, like, a sound bath and talking about Mm. those seasonal things. And we have Brianna Thornton from Esthete Tea. So she's a local tea maker. And we're going to be doing, like, seasonal tea combinations, like what teas support you through this specific season. And then, like, at um, to top it all off, we have a local plant-based chef. His name is Sean, Sig- Sean Sigmund. His company is called Folklore PDX, and so he's going to be preparing, like, a really amazing um, seasonal meal for hmm. everyone to, like, see, like, you know, what might you eat more of during this season rather than, like, what you were eating in winter, hmm. things like that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What can you, can you tell us what the meal is? <laughs> no, that I'm not going to give that away. Is that, okay. Um, but that being said, it's like a pretty incredible. He cooks over open live fire during the workshop. So mm. you're like seeing the preparation of this food. And then we have this sort of like family meal together. Mm. Um, and so that that experience alone, honestly, is <laughs> yeah. its own incredible thing. It's like a... It's like a farm luau situation, totally. right? Is that a good way yeah, to describe it? Yeah, cool. it is. Um, so I guess people would be, uh, what kind of what does the participation look like? So you mentioned the different people that yeah. you, that you who you work with, the different professionals that you bring in. Um, what would it kind of, what would a, the, a day schedule look like? I think, so you know, if I had day, the schedule, I think it's 10, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. on the 25th. And then it's like 11, 11 to 4 on the 26th. So basically... We want this. We want it to feel like you you have a chance to unplug and unwind. It's not going to be like um, a lecture, or we're not going to be like rushing through things. It's more about um, experiential learning or having these experiences that you kind of like take something away from. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do all sorts of activities, anything from um, something mindful in nature to like a creative activity where they're just being, you know, creative and expressive to like a body movement activity where they're like learning things that they could do at home. Like yoga kind of? No, not like you're showing up to do a yoga class, but more like here um, maybe areas of your body you can focus on this during Mm. the season and here are like small things you can be due to keeping it healthy. Mm. I don't want to like give all the things away, but you know what I mean? Can't give all the secrets away, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Essentially, we want everyone to have, like, take-home tools and, like, a new perspective about the season. Mm. So, like, how can you go home and start implementing a little bit of this wisdom into your daily life in a really easy way? Mm. Excellent. SoulEquine.org. Audrey Daniel joining us uh, this workshop, May 25th through the 26th out in Forest Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that is that your farm? It's my farm. Wow. It's cool. 45 minutes outside the city. Um, it's really easy to get there, and yeah, that's it's where I live. <laughs> awesome. And people register through your website? Yes. Okay. So if they go to soulequine.org slash workshops, 
they'll see um, all of our events and they'll be able to register there. Okay, cool. And just to uh, spell that out, S-O-U-L-E-Q-U-I-N-E dot org. So soul and then E-Q-U-I-N-E dot org. And I think you had mentioned... um, that there might be specials if you if you buy yeah. with two or, or you know two or three. So it's two ninety five for both days for an individual, but we're offering one hundred and fifty dollars off if you buy two tickets with a friend. Okay. Because I I've often found that people just want to bring a friend to a workshop. Totally. <laughs> so it's fun that way. So is there going to be some some horse riding? No, well? absolutely no, not. No so riding. I guess okay. I should have mentioned that. Yeah. First of all, no horse experience is ever required with anything that I do. Even if you're afraid of horses, you can come. Okay. Like you will not be in a situation that will make you feel uncomfortable. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I mean, you know, we don't we don't want to give away everything, but mm-hmm. I guess what I would be curious in before I sign up is like yeah. what does the horse involvement look like? You know? Yeah. The horse involvement looks like integrating into a herd and learning or noticing if you can be a part of the herd rather than sitting there thinking about things or having expectations or trying to pet them or do all the actions that we like to hide behind. Mm -hmm. So it's really getting a sense of what it feels like Mm. to be a horse and to be present. Okay. And how long have you been doing the workshop? Well, we started the workshop in the fall. Like this, this okay. seasonal um, series started in October. Okay. What are the What are the differences in in seasons and how that <laughs> you know kind of uh, works with our mental health? Well, um, I guess as it, as so it relates many. to your your yeah, style of practice, there's so many. Specific. I mean, I'm trying to think back. So the fall, you know, like the fall was all about letting go like what no longer serves you like the mm-hmm. leaves are falling from the trees right things are decomposing like animals are starting to slow down wind down so we're looking at what is happening in nature and like how does that apply to us like are we, we're starting to get more sleep or we should be mm-hmm. um and then moving into winter was a little bit more even more sort of about like death and sort of you know what does it mean that Things are dying and decomposing, but ultimately the reason for that is because it's going to bring so much more energy to like spring bloom, Mm -hmm. you know? So like things get quieter, things get still. So like maybe we should be quieter, maybe we should be more still. It's like more a season of like internal health and like taking time to meditate or to, you know, to Mm -hmm. be mindful. And then now all of a sudden we're moving into this like very different vibe of... Mm -hmm. You know, everyone, I mean, you and I know, like, everyone is outside, like, oh, in Portland, the second, the second it's 60 degrees and sunny, we are in board shorts and a tank top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, that can be, you know, so important in the Pacific North. I, I think, like, especially moving to, to the Pacific Northwest, I've realized how intense people get about the summer because mm-hmm. they've just been waiting so long to have this weather. And then it arrives and we spend the whole time like frantically busy because we're like cramming it all in like it's gonna be gone soon yeah, you know yeah. and so like there is you know there's a teaching in that too that is going to be a part of the workshop which is like yes but if you spend all your time like worrying about when the summer is going to run out you're sort of missing out on the beauty of what's happening right now mm-hmm. so like it's a 
it's a little balance there, you know, like appreciating the differences in every season. Like there's not a bad season and a good season, mm-hmm. right? It's like one big cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm not the biggest yoga person. I mean, I, I mean, I I, yeah. I enjoy it. I I should say I enjoy it. I just haven't done a ton of it. Yeah. Um, but this you know, kind of your mindset and this uh, horse therapy, if similar. you will, strikes me as very similar to, to yeah. yoga practices. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, if you think about it, any sort of meditative or mindful practice is just about becoming more aware aware of your of now. Uh huh. Right. So like, they all kind of are pointing toward the same thing. They're just coming at it from different angles. That's yeah. how I see it. Well, listen, I think a lot of people would, would enjoy listening to you uh, and your expertise in, in that field. Uh, and especially it's kind of an interesting twist with using animals, but it makes sense um, yeah. for the way you explained it. So thanks for being here. And again, uh, I guess one more time for where people can register, soulequine.org. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Go on there. Um, anything else you, you'd like to share today? No, that's it. I just hope to see people there. Awesome. Okay. Well, good luck with the event. I'm sure the weather, fingers crossed, <laughs> yeah. will be fantastic for yeah, you. Yeah, totally. It, as it's been for basically this entire month, it feels like. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. Um, so cool. All right. Well, thanks Thank for being here. Thank you so here. much. We were talking today with Audrey Daniel of Soul Equine. Metroscope is an Intercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.